Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. This episode of the Cult Popshire podcast was brought to you by our Patreon. If you want to tell us which films we should watch, get up to two extra exclusive podcasts a month, give us something to talk about in the post-credit scenes at the end of each episode, or even contribute to the discussion in the episode itself, then please consider joining the cult and donating at www.patreon.com slash cultpopture. Do you want to start or should I? Uh, yeah, let's both start. Let's use this as the start. And Okay. Well, then I started. Well, you know, you, you really, you threw it to me though to, mm. to you know, take the And a leader is not someone who does something for the first time. A leader, true leadership is someone who does something for the second time, thus. But louder. Saying, saying, to, <laughs> saying to, to the world, look, this thing, I accept it, you know? Mm. Mm, yeah, great leaders of our time have done that, such as Mahatma Gandhi. Yeah. Um, John F. Kennedy. Yeah. And, of course, John Rambo. <laughs> I thought you were going to say Richard Nixon. <laughs> 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 yes, welcome along, everybody, to Film Franchise Fortnights on the Cold Popshire podcast. Uh, this is our show, our show, Film Franchise Fortnights, where once a fortnight, only once, it's enough, uh, we watch a different film franchise. We've been going for, this is, I think, our seventh season, which is only just five to six years because of is it, is it, is it, so, yeah, wait. it's our it's season two. seven, but we haven't been doing it for seven years. We've been doing it for it'll well, be it's six still years. season. It's still season six. It will be because oh, we true. haven't we haven't had the season break yet. You're you're totally right. You're totally right. Uh, yep. Yeah, so uh, this is our show where we watch and discuss different film franchises, the likes of Indiana Jones, the likes of um, Sisterhood of the Traveling Pants. That's an old one, but it's a mm. great example of the mm. of the the rubber banding we do from yeah. ones you know about to ones that your older sister was Knows obsessed about. with in mm. two thousand eight. Um, and this. This franchise, this Fortnite, um, which was this one was selected randomly, I believe, mm. by our franchise uh, randomizer. Um, this one is Rambo. That's how they say it in the film. Whenever someone's referring to him, they go Rambo. It's what yeah, it's what he says when he kills someone. <laughs> so he, so yeah. he ends up saying a lot by the end of the like. <laughs> he says it. He doesn't say it once in the first film, but then in the oh, last, yeah, film, yeah. he's just <laughs> saying it all the time. Um, yeah. So uh, if you haven't seen Rambo, if you have seen Rambo, I imagine this will be a fun episode, regardless if this is your first time. Well, I think all these this- episodes are fun. I agree. I think everything we've ever done has been fun, mm. 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 except for Kung Fu Panda. 
<laughs> just had to pick a random one to make fun of and picked like probably one of the most consistent. Probably good the ones. best episode of our podcast. It's not for me to say. But. I reckon I remember zero about our Kung Fu Panda episode. Do you ever I remember where I was it? sitting when I recorded it because it was Same. like a brief um period of time where I had to like record in the lounge on a laptop. It was before I got a computer. Um mm. and it was in that that sort of period of time, bef- just after you left Auckland, and we mm-hmm. you know we recorded together, um, mm. but before I'd bought a computer, and so I had a laptop, mm. and I hadn't had like a station set up yet. Yeah, but yeah, it's funny that like I do remember, I remember like where I was when we recorded every podcast, which is like what helps me place them in my mind because I move no, so frequently. Same, exactly the same. Like, I can tell you if certain episodes were recorded before others because I remember where I was for every... Se- Give me a franchise, I'll tell you which house I was in. Uh, Nightmare on Elm Street. Nightmare on Elm Street. I was in... Uh, uh, do I want to say the name of the... My two two houses, one house before this one. Yeah, I, well, I, actually, I, we did it twice, so... Yeah, I was talking about the, did it together. The, the Redux, yeah. <laughs> I remember I moved during the MCU as well. Oh, did you? I didn't yeah. know that. Yeah, yeah. Well, you yeah. did at the time. I'm sure I did. <laughs> yeah. So this is House Franchise Fortnite, where we discuss the houses we've lived at. Now, um, <laughs> we, are, we are here just to talk about Rambo. Um, or you might know it as the First Blood Franchise. Hmm. Do you know it as that? <laughs> is that what people call this? <laughs> no, they might. Uh, so this currently consists of five films that is um first blood which came out in 1982 rambo first blood part two which came out in 1985 rambo three in 1988 rambo in 2008 but as you might know it as john rambo in certain territories um and rambo last blood in 2019 So, uh, yeah, all five films star uh, Sylvester Stallone as the titular Rambo Balboa. No, <laughs> just kidding. Uh, John Rambo, the the weirdly just, you know, John J. Rambo, that's, that's his name. Um, last name is significantly cooler than his first name. Sorry <laughs> to all the Johns out there. Uh, it's based on a novel, which was also called First Blood, um, which didn't have any sequels you'll find out why uh when we get to when i we get to the plot of the first film and how it uh deviates from the book but yeah uh, we'll just dive right into the first film 1982 Mm. what is first blood about first blood is about a guy named john rambo who is a vietnam war vet and uh some years after the war has ended he goes to this little uh nowhere town in middle america um, to visit the last surviving member of his crew um, from Vietnam, only to discover that that guy has also died um, of cancer that is believed to have been related to, like the or- Agent Orange. Agent Orange um, gave him cancer. Um, and so while Rambo is walking around this town minding his own business, the uh, cop played by Brian Dennehy, who I know from a South Park joke and nothing else. Um, he, and I know from uh, First Blood. The, <laughs> he shows up and he's like, hey, we don't take kindly to your type around here, which isn't, I don't, this feels like something that's, that was supposed to be obvious. I think he means like war vets. No, he means drifters. Drifters, right. Okay. But he mentions the, yeah, he has American flag on his jacket. Yeah. So like, like when he, 
picks him up and says, we don't like your kind. It's He calls him a drifter. And so that's kind of the idea. Right. It's a very, Hope Washington is the name of the town. It's a very sort of small mm. town. And so, you know, they don't want outsiders, I guess. Right, because I thought the implication was they don't like war vets, and I was like, I knew these movies like had a right wing swing, but everything I've been told my whole life about small town America is not that they're too liberal. <laughs> 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 that is not the, what I'd come to understand. Well, I, I think is what there's there, and it's kind of the plot of the film is, but that like there yeah. is the way that um, America treat treated uh, vets from the Vietnam War. Mm. Um, because you know a lot of Americans rejected the war and stuff like that. I get, it's, it's 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 you know probably as good a time as any to put out a warning that we're not really taught much about the Vietnam War. Like mm. we're told these things, and it's the plot of Rambo or the plot of First Blood, I should say. But yeah, we we sort of other than like I guess the post, and then even that was pretty densely packed with information, so it's, I didn't retain a lot of it about what happened mm. with the Vietnam War. But my understanding is you know basically. The the vets came back and especially and you know it was a transformative time in in uh, the US as well. But um, yeah, people sort of came back and didn't recognize the the America they were coming back to. Yeah, got a lot of good music though, a lot of good music, a lot of Clearance Clearance clear. Mm. What's it called? Credence <laughs> Clearwater clear Revival. Credence. Clear. One interesting thing though, and that's not that's in the book, that's not in the movie, is that um the uh, Brian Denny's character resents um brambos uh, like even more so because he's a vet of the korean war which is mm. like this largely forgotten thing and so he sees rambo as like you were a vet of like the great war everyone was talking about um and we got left by so he has like he feels even more rejected mm. by society than rambo does right okay um Interesting. So anyway, he he's like, I'll give you a lift out of town. And when he takes him out of town, Rambo turns back around and wanders back into town thinking like, I should be allowed to walk through town to get something to eat or et cetera, et cetera. Um, he ends up getting arrested uh, for not really anything. Um, and when they sort of manhandle him, he kind of goes crazy and escapes into it's the- Severe PTSD. And yeah, it, yeah. Sort he, of yeah, he um, escapes into the neighbouring uh, mountainside uh, where a manhunt ensues to find this this uh, Rambo guy. And, um, and, and toward the beginning of the manhunt, a slightly more unhinged cop um, tries to shoot Rambo to death from a helicopter, mm. uh, only to fall out of the helicopter himself and it looking like Rambo killed him, specifically. He's not not responsible for his death. <laughs> How so? Well, Rambo throws a rock at the helicopter, and that's what knocks yeah, him out. But he, he he deliberately took off his um, seatbelt to try kill Rambo better. Yeah, 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 yeah. And and Rambo was very much just like, "Leave me alone." Ugh. Mm. Yeah, and in a tradition that I now hold true for all Rambo movies, even the good one, quote unquote, the mm. first one, uh, is you can probably stop paying <laughs> too much attention yeah. to that part um, because the rest is just sort of this big, massive manhunt for Rambo, yeah. and he's he it turns into Predator for a little bit where he's like outsmarting the cops. He doesn't kill any of them; he just yeah. non non lethally subdues. Yeah, um, uh, Rambo's old like colonel shows up and is like, "You can't." 
do it this way. You gotta, you know, he's the greatest soldier who ever lived. You're being foolish. And then um, at the end of the movie, Rambo, like, fucks up the whole town. Like, <laughs> starts, like, war on the town, mm. um, only to be surrounded by cops where um, he decides not to kill Brian Denner, his character, even though he's given the opportunity. And then his uh, colonel, his, his captain, is like what's going on and rambo essentially gives a very impassioned monologue mm. which i'm sure resonated with a lot of people in 1982 uh that it's basically like we were sent to fight in a war that wasn't ours and we came home and no one wants us anymore mm. and no one's nice to us and um the, you know what was it for yeah is that what mm, this yeah, like, is war about? was it good for yeah 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 what do you think of the movie I thought that uh, it was okay. I think that the action is pretty good in mm -hmm. some parts, um, but it's also the kind of movie, and I could not say the same about its sequels, it's the kind of movie that's kind of, that feels like it's trying to be like, this is all bad stuff. Like, the fact that he's this good at killing is a bad thing. It's a, it's a result of him being bastardized by the nation, you know, like... And I felt like there was a, a more tasteful lack of emphasis on the action in the first film. Yeah, for sure. Because it's it's kind of saying that it's a bad thing. Um, I, and I don't know when we'll probably get into this. Maybe it'll be peppered throughout mm. the whole episode. I, I pretty strongly politically disagree with the message of the film. And I think I probably would pretty strongly disagree with what uh sylvester stallone uh believes <laughs> which is evidenced and and only loses more and more nuance and wiggle room as the sequels go on um i thought but the, here's here's the nice thing i can say about the first rambo um it is a valid perspective it's a it's like i understand that this is how a lot of people felt and so while i think it is an unfinished mm. perspective um and or maybe yeah. a, a perspective that only sees one side of a complex argument i think this movie has its place in representing that perspective because mm. so so you're more of the side of like you shouldn't have got drafted if you didn't want to fight in the war no i'm more of the side of like america <laughs> as very you know these days it's not it's not a hard pill to swallow and most people would agree that america was the the bad guy in the vietnam war and the i think that the the larger truth that the first one ignores and the sequels outright reject absurdly is is that <laughs> like yes it's it's wrong to like shit on war vets and not you know reject them from their own country but this movie does not even though it like acknowledges a mistrust of government it's like this republican mistrust of government where it doesn't go the the bigger problem is there shouldn't have been a war it goes why don't you love us anymore we fought for you you know and it doesn't really acknowledge the right. larger truth of that which only gets uh made worse and worse throughout <laughs> each film and, and seemingly less understanding is given yeah I think I think it is in the first film. There's a there is a rejection of mm -hmm. the war itself as well, and, and like it's been like in, in Rambo's final sort of monologue and his final thoughts, um, it is very like I was forced to mm. do this by you, and now you're now you're telling me I was I'm I'm a horrible mm. person for doing it. Yeah, you know, which I think is you know I think it's valid as well, but it's also like. I wanted to do this because I love America and therein lies 
probably the, the part I disagree with is that you shouldn't love, yeah. <laughs> well, <laughs> shouldn't yeah. love America. I think I think that getting drafted into a war is mm. like <laughs> different from you know. Um, I, yeah, I, th- I think there was a lot of reluctant soldiers in Vietnam, especially. Oh, for sure, and I don't I don't think this movie ignores it. It's it's maybe it's more that it's evidenced by its sequels that the perspective of Vietnam is maybe not as um, critical of America as as it probably should be. Mm. But yeah, that, that monologue at the end is very powerful, obviously. I do just want to point out, there's, uh, my next door neighbors are having a deck being built um, as we speak. They started at like 7 a.m. this morning. It's now just after 6 p.m. Um, the deck does not look entirely finished, so I'm not sure how long they'll continue. Um, but if you hear... The the faint pitter patter of a nail gun in the background. Just imagine we're recording this, you know, in a war zone. Um, mm. uh, just you know, really uh, method podcasting mm. for Rambo. But yeah, I did write down this the monologue from the end of the film. So it starts off when when Trotman, uh, his old colonel, <clears throat> says. You did everything to make this private war happen. You've done enough damage. The mission is over, Rambo. Do you understand me? The mission is over. Look at them out there. Look at them. If you won't end this now, they will kill you. Is that what you want? It's over, Johnny. It's over. And Rambo says, (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I'm actually going to deliver the monologue. I just just wanted to set up that joke. Um, Very good, Richard. mm. What a great joke. (laughs) The big, wow. <laughs> it's good. Yeah, I, I quite liked the movie overall. I think that it's um... <laughs> so like you know. I can imagine like an, a Vietnam vet listening to this and being like red in the face, hearing my perspective, and then you go and do that. It's somehow so much more disrespectful <laughs> to be like yeah, this impassioned speech, which I'm sure was um you know meant a lot to a lot of people. Uh, it was. It basically sounded a little something. Like this. <laughs> <laughs> um, do you want to hear the monologue? Okay. Alright, so he goes Okay. So he goes Wow uh, Got him twice. It's nothing is over. Nothing. You don't just turn it off. It wasn't my war. You asked me, I didn't ask you. And I did what I had to do to win. But somebody wouldn't let us win. And I come back to the world and I see all those maggots at the airport protesting me, spitting, calling me baby killing, all kinds of crap. Who are they to protest me, huh? Who are they? Unless they've been there and they've been me and been there and know what the hell they're yelling about. And he says, it was a bad time for everyone, Rambo. It's all in the past now. For you, for me, civilian life is nothing. In the field, we had a code of honor. You watch my back, I watch yours. Back here, there's nothing. You're the last of an elite group. Don't end it like this. And then this is my favorite line. And, and, and there's the thing he says, back there, I could fly a gunship. I could drive a tank. I was in the cho- I was in charge of million dollar equipment. Back here, I can't even hold a job parking cars. And like to me, because it's one of these things that you could see that as like a fuck yeah, like war was the place to be. But it's like, it's more like I see it as like, it's quite a sad line that it's like these young men who mm. have no real you know applicable real life skills mm. were like had to be put in charge of these things and it's like it's more about like the 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 sort of 
idiocy of war that it's like yeah yeah, yeah you're th- these these are million dollar equipments and it's mm. um uh, uh, and yeah but i hope i hope yeah. i've been clear in my perspective that i'm not saying that like oh get over it you you republican baby mm. like i, I mean you did say oh he fucking goes crazy when it's like his <laughs> severe ptsd from being tortured okay, as a pow just- that was just me being terrible, a terrible just person, not a terrible political person. Mm-hmm. Um, I think uh, you, this is something I think is true for this, though, is, and it's something that's it's a sentence you won't hear me say a lot, especially discussing politics. Is I think the truth is somewhere in the middle. Mm. <laughs> is that like no? Of course they shouldn't have. They, they shouldn't have been protested because they were the um, they were the like, yeah. tools. They were the pawns. Mm. Um, so I yeah. That I think I think Rambo, the, well, First Blood, the movie says, respect the troops, but it doesn't say because they were they you know they they were mm. in, in executing a larger plan that we all agree was wrong. It doesn't mm. quite condemn yeah. that part of it. It's like that BoJack episode, you know, mm. where where he gets he gets in trouble for not the saying, second one, yeah, for saying he doesn't want to respect the troops. Mm. Because for, for, he stole muffins from Neil McBeal, the Navy <laughs> SEAL. Um, so, interesting thing about this. Uh, so, the the bl- the book that it's based on, uh, Rambo is actually like a bloodthirsty killer. Um, oh, God. And, I wondered where the, which way the book was going to lead. Yeah, and so he absolutely, like, does not, like, he just straight up slaughters all of these people mm. and uh, then uh, dies at the end of the book right um and so there's no sequels to the book but there was uh the like the book came out in 1972 uh when the vietnam war was still going on and mm-hmm. the you know the rights were bought in 1972 and then sort of just thrown around hollywood there was lots of scripts mm. floating around all this kind of stuff um then when the film was finally made the first cut of it was famously uh almost three and a half hours long and uh stallone and the um, Stallone and his and the producer or his agent or whoever hated the film so much they said it made them sick, um, and so Stallone actually like tried to buy the rights to the film so that he could destroy it, mm. uh, believing it to be a career killer. But after pleading with the producers uh, to remove most of his role in the film, um, <laughs> they they cut it down and and film history was made as they say um but this is a lot of places kind of talk about rambo being like the first action hero and it is interesting um that like the first yeah like i mean surely that can't be right but i haven't done enough research on it well it's not even that it's also like the idea of referring to him as an action hero feels like it's not in this film but with the the, right oh well there you go yeah it's interesting this film because you know how, like, um, like a decade is a ten-year period, like you know the seventies, the eighties, the nineties. Ah. But, <laughs> but the the kind of what comes to be defined as like that type of movie or like or the or music or whatever is usually a couple of years late. So it's like if you think about like uh, the music they really represented the nineties or whatever, or you talk about like like grunge or pop towards the, the later half, they kind of came up in ninety two, ninety three sort of thing. Mm. First Blood to me kind of feels like the turning point from a seventies film to eighties film. It's, it came in nineteen eighty two, and it's mm. like there's a very seventies feel about this film that it's like like this this would stand next to something like Taxi Driver or um uh you know. 
The Godfather. Everyone knows films from the 70s. I don't need to list them. But it's like, it's that that more sort of like, yeah, these ideas, especially, you know, to do with the Vietnam War and yeah, just sort of like a drifter, a lonely man trying to find his place in the world. Like a lot of those are very more sort of 70s ideals and and, and like Mm. closer to Rocky than um, Rocky IV, you know? And, but then First Blood kind of is that turning point because it's, it's this, character who really should have existed in the 70s but mm. instead existed in the 80s and so instead of you know carrying over these like ideals of um the war and all this they just go that guy was cool when he when he did action and then um by the time we get to to rambo 2 only three years later in 1985 which is you know very 80s we're, we're in the thick of it yeah we're, he's he's now just a, a greased up action hero well, because I, th- I think what you're saying is, is, is a really, really great observation because a lot of kind of film history people believe that what you're talking about, this turning point you're talking about, is probably Star Wars, where we go from mm. um, these, you know, thought 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 experiment kind of thinking thinking think piece movies mm. like the godfather and taxi driver and now we have like the blockbuster which one mm. day like used to mean taxi driver now means iron man like mm. the the uh star wars in 1977 um turned the tide from thought provoking to like spectacle but what but also people with, say with, that about jaws as well which was two years earlier true what you say about um what you say about Rambo and First Blood is is so true because this would have existed before Star Wars like this in mm. whatever capacity because well, yeah, like the book was seventy two. There you go. Um, and so it's no wonder why it's a it's a very pretty serious movie followed by some very silly sequels. <laughs> um, is is because it it lived and somewhat pioneered through that transition. Mm. Um, from from character thought-provoking character mm. pieces yeah well yeah it's like one of these songs that took so long to get made that it was yeah it was, it was brought to life in that pre-star wars era pre-jaws mm. era even and then yeah. when it finally saw the light of day at the early 80s when people were looking for a great step action hero and they mm. said well we've got this dude you know it feels inappropriate to make him one but this is all we've got. Uh, but um <laughs> Uh, and who, dire- who did direct this? Oh film? yeah, uh, Ted Kotcheff, mm-hmm. and uh, written by Stallone, or like he did re- yeah. uh, rewrites based on an earlier script. Uh, what do you think has a Rotten Tomatoes? Eighty-two, eighty-five. Very good. It was arbitrary, I guess, because it came yeah. out in nineteen eighty-two. <laughs> One interesting thing about this film, though, is this was the first Hollywood blockbuster released in China. Oh yeah. Well, that's um, certainly started its own legacy as well. Yeah. Um, and up until 2018, this was the largest number of tickets sold for a, a foreign film in China. When I think it was overtaken by Infinity War. Yeah. That's so odd. Yeah. Strange. Eh? <laughs> mm. um, yeah. Do you have anything else that you want to say about uh, Rambo, uh, about First Blood? Sorry. Sorry. It's called actually called First Blood. Rambo's a separate film. It has been very fun. Like, I'm glad the fourth film is called Rambo because you ask people if they've seen Rambo and they go, don't you mean First Blood? And they go, no, I mean the 2008 film. (laughs) Although it does have an alternate title, depending. Yeah. Yeah. Do you have any final thoughts before we move on to a new segment? Oh, um, well, I maybe did, but now I'm too enticed by a new segment <laughs> to fully register with my brain if I do have 
any any new thoughts yeah so this um this welcome to along to the new segment um theme song pending <laughs> carlisle thank you um there so this I, I had an idea this week that why especially watching first blood really kicked it off that um and knowing what the sequels were going to become i had this sort of idea and this is something that i wish we'd done from day one. Should have started the podcast. Yeah, this is what the podcast should be called. And so the, the idea of this segment is that it's like, what you watch your first film, so it'll be the, the end of our discussions about first films in the franchise. And the question is, why is this a franchise? And mm. because I think that there's a moment in every first film that tells you why they made a sequel or like why they spawned into it. And so sometimes that might be uh, something like Nightmare on Elm Street. It's like you've made two iconic of a killer. You you can't just let him be in one yeah. film. Um, sometimes it's there's it's blatantly set up for a sequel. There's um, unanswered questions or whatever. Lord of the Rings planned as as a yeah yeah exactly. And, and, some, and sometimes it's um you know, what once films start to take on a life of their own after they're released. Um, mm. And so uh, with not being able to think of a better name, but you and I both independently came out with this name. This segment is called French Wise. <laughs> like we're going with that, aren't we? We are going with that. <laughs> I mean, unless you can think of a better title on the spot now. <laughs> yeah, no, I can't. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, we, I, was, I pitched it to AJ and then we both... <laughs> um, at the same time message each other because I said it'd be like the why of the franchise or something like that and then we both said French wise <laughs> yeah I mean if you've got a better idea for the segment title please leave it in the comments <laughs> and to clarify it's it's W-H-Y-S <laughs> French yeah. wise we're not saying like listen to this and you'll become French wise yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> but you will also become that <laughs> you, yeah yeah it's a, it's a dual meaning which is fun so because the, the, the first blood is an interesting one because Obviously, knowing what we know about the art of the franchise, we uh, we're a mm-hmm. couple of French wise buddies. <laughs> that we we know you make a film like this, you create a character like Rambo. We're going to see him again. But what what do you think is the or the other the idea I had for the sequel was what's the franchise moment? Um, mm. Like what what's the moment that you're a film producer in nineteen eighty two? You watch this film and you think we have to make another one of these. Well, I mean, if this was truly um, the first action star, that sort of speaks for itself, I think. Mm. And like you've you, where was this? Was after Rocky? Yeah, it was. Yeah, a few years after. Right, and we're in the middle of the Rocky franchise. Uh, yeah, this. Um, yeah, so this was around the same time as Rocky three. Rocky four came out in the same year as um, Rambo two. Right. Okay. So I think that might be part of it is that you've got this other thing. The, the Mm. idea of a franchise is developing. We talked about on the Rocky episode, how like people were like Rocky five, what's he going to do next? Fight aliens? Like how ridiculous it was to continue making Rocky movies at that point in history. So, I mean, the idea of a franchise was new. Stallone was hot. Um, his his other his other iconic character is doing well so i think maybe that was part of it was like it worked for rocky maybe it'll work for rambo and then but then you've got to sequelize what i what i would argue is quite an unsequelable idea and going you said that he dies in the book boy does that sound like a better ending to <laughs> yeah. that story well but also him being bloodthirsty in the book is is interesting and i kind of think the french wise is mm. that 
is like taking another look at the book and being like, I, well, what's this character actually supposed to be like? And because, and because the sequels kind of seem to be more in line with what he's like in the book. And so it almost seems like the franchise is ignoring the first film, ignoring the fact that he dies and making sequels to the book. Hmm. It's like the dying visions he's having as he's yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> shot to death by the sheriff. Yeah, yeah. interesting. Okay, but yeah, like because yeah. I'm not even sure that I, I guess because he has an iconic look as well with the headscarf that it is like you've got a guy that looks great on a movie poster, <laughs> yeah. like straight up Absolutely. like that's that's part of it. Yeah, oh, he's a fucking tank as well. Like you see, mm. so well, I hadn't seen any of the Rambo movies before, but Never. I'd seen I've seen it parodied in dozens and dozens of things to once again bring up weird al's uhf for the first time for the second time in in a, in a row um because we talked about it on the bill and ted episode like the the my biggest exposure to rambo is a scene in uhf where he dresses up like rambo and like what really isn't that much of a parody of a muscle suit that <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, i thought was um and puts on a red uh headband which is more of a parody of the second film than the first yeah. and um you know like shoots arrows everywhere and the arrows explode on contact um something which again <laughs> isn't actually a parody I thought, it was. <laughs> I thought the joke was like because everything explodes what if the arrows exploded on contact but he's able to finagle that somehow Mm. in the the throes of war all right so that is uh uh, the french wise explained Mm. (laughs) okay (laughs) (laughs) um so uh yeah three years later in 1985 we had rambo first blood part two directed by george p cosmatos fun name yeah call the movie that <laughs> or oh yeah cosmatos 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 it sounds like a bad jerry seinfeld but <laughs> yeah he's talking about his toes <laughs> um uh yeah what's this one about okay so uh he's in prison because he got put in prison because he committed atrocities in this little <laughs> yeah. town um and uh, while he's he's chipping away at rocks, Colonel is it Colonel Troutman yeah. comes up again. Turns up and he's like, "Hey, we can get you a presidential pardon um, if you uh, go to I believe it's Thailand mm-hmm. and uh, take photos or or prove that there are American prisoners of war still there." Yeah basically um and rambo replies with a line which i think perfectly encapsulates why whatever he understood about the first film was clearly went over his own head because mm-hmm. it's it shows a clear lack of understanding he goes he says to troutman uh colonel do we get to win this time because america of course lost the vietnam war well, it's been to um, ask <laughs> <laughs> that's true um and and he and he's like i hope so or whatever anyway so uh you've paid attention to the first 20 minutes he goes to thailand um and then it turns out gasp the americans in charge actually betray him and because they because mm, that's what americans want, do because he wanted to they didn't want him to free the prisoners he wanted they wanted him to prove they were there they but he to take them. pictures yeah 
Yeah, they, he frees them and they refuse to help him. Um, but but he fights off a bunch of um, evil, evil foreigners. <laughs> this movie <laughs> looks horrible. Um, and then gets home and saves all the all the prisoners. Um, and he gives another impassioned speech to Troutman where he says the line, um, all I want is for this country to love us as much as we love it. Which again is a very politically charged message that I'm, um, you know, I don't know. I think that the the real problem here is like you, I, I can be swayed into like seeing, and I do see the first film as quite a valid perspective, whether I agree with it or not. Like you know what I mean? Like it's like I think this should should lead the way to a larger conversation, but I think this is a very valid conversation. The second one is like <laughs> that goes out the window, and you and I were messaging each other log lines of what each the first and second movie are, and I thought it was so funny because we were like. Rambo 1 slash First Blood is about, like, the cost of war extends beyond the battlefield. It's incalculable. And the the people we sent over came back forever changed and carry with them a horrible, horrible burden. And Rambo 2 is like, let's commit some fucking war crimes, yeah. motherfucker! Like, he sets a bunch of people on fire in this. It's horrible it's like that's a war crime you're not allowed this is the geneva convention you're not allowed to like set people on fire um and i think i think this franchise has aged very poorly maybe maybe one of the most poorly aged franchises at least of this magnitude that doesn't that we've ever covered (laughs) that's not like that's not poorly aged because it's weird about consent (laughs) you know Mm. like this is poorly aged because you have a movie where I was going to yep. say it's one of the it's like one of the only ones that doesn't use a slur, but they do. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they do. Um, the the like this is poorly aged because you have a um an American soldier, um, gunning down, uh, like Thai soldiers and like whether you know i'll get hold on i'll get to that in a second but and it just it just looks really bad and you're there rooting for america um, exercising it's it's iron fist over the countries that it still to this day um you know oppresses and like this is the problem with the rambo sequels right is that Mm -hmm. it is not that these gangs in other countries don't exist it's not that these atrocities don't happen it's not that people aren't tortured it's not that people aren't kept prisoner it's that we are only shown how bad foreign soil is and we're only told the everyday american the war vet is the good guy like there is Mm. the the most they go into criticizing america is um like like a very sort of vague nebulous fat cat government kind of thing whereas like it just it's so uncomfortable to watch rambo 2 i think in Mm. 2022 you know and, and knowing what i know now about america and and I think yeah, it's 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 challenging. It's, it's it's a challenging film. This whole this whole franchise could be placed into problematic corner. Just just I like slow down the problematic th- corner theme song a thousand percent and just have it playing <laughs> under. Um, yeah, uh, did you notice uh, who is credited with writing this film? It was James Cameron. Mm, the very same James Cameron, uh, you know, Titanic, Avatar. So it is, I thought, I didn't know yeah. if it was the same uh, one. Yeah, I was like, surely it's not, but you know, but, um, he says, uh, according to Stallone, he wrote like a, um, uh, 
James Cameron wrote like an early draft that was then heavily rewritten. Um, it was written uh, under the title First Blood 2 The Mission, um, which will okay. feed into our um, titles discussion later on. Um, but there was, they had, Rambo had a sidekick, a, a nerdy, funny sidekick, um, which was taken out. Um, Stallone, yeah, because these movies need to be very serious. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Stallone later recalled, I think that James Cameron is a brilliant talent, but I thought the politics were important, such as a right-wing stance coming from Troutman and his nemesis Murdoch, contrasted by Rambo's obvious neutrality, which I believe is explained <laughs> in Rambo's final speech. I realize the speech at the end may have caused millions of viewers. This is talking about the first film. Um, I think, no. Yeah, uh, I realize the speech at the end may have caused millions of be- viewers to burst veins in their eyeballs by rolling them excessively, but the sentiment stated was conveyed to me by many veterans. Also, in his original draft, it took nearly 30 to 40 pages to have any action initiated, and Rambo was partnered with a techie sidekick. So it was more than just politics that were put into the script. There was also a st- simpler storyline. If James Cameron says anything more than that, then he realizes he's now doing the backstroke badly in a pool of lies. Wow. Um, oh my God. The idea that Sylvester Stallone thinks that Rambo is a neutral character is so funny to me. That's so insane because like this, these movies clearly, clearly do not get it right. Like these sequels don't like if, if the, the, like, I don't think Rambo kills anyone in the first film. And well, like yeah. that's, so he, he that's, the fame the first film famously has yeah the Rambo kills one person and it's by accident right there you go so we and we talked about this as well we're saying like Rambo in the first one is like I cannot bear with the fact that I have taken a life and in these ones it's it's not it's even I cannot bear discussion. that I've gone five minutes without killing someone <laughs> and it's just it's like I think if these movies were unpolitical or as unpolitical as, as action movies about killing people in other countries can be. Like, I think if, if that was the case, you could get away with, like, a lot of the stuff. But because it's so wrapped up in, like, very tumultuous ideas and ideals, I just don't think that it's it's appropriate to make a sequel. And if you are going to make a sequel, I don't think it's appropriate to have them running around gunning down locals. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. This uh, was nominated for a few awards, um, mm-hmm. best sound editing at, at the Oscars, um, and it also won a few Razzie awards: uh, worst oh. picture, worst actor, worst screenplay, worst original song for a song by Frank Stallone. Oh my! Can we talk about the music that rolls the credits of the first three movies? So funny! These like yeah. these like gaudy, overly cheesy, like just not at all the type of music that I think can be, oh, yeah. be played seriously anymore. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the um, I, I remember the, the third one has a cover of "He Ain't Heavy." He's my brother. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So imagine that kind of music playing yeah. at the end of these very like grotesque. <laughs> so like you watch all these people get exploded and stuff. That's like. <laughs> <laughs> so silly. Uh, yeah. So, um, also, uh, it's worth mentioning. So, um, similar to with uh, with Rocky episode, where Sylvester mm. Stallone was asked by Jonathan Ross to rank the Rocky films and give them scores mm. out of ten. Uh, apparently, on an episode of Graham Norton, he was asked the same thing about the Rambo films. Uh, he ranked First Blood first. Um, said he wouldn't change a thing. He thinks it's per- it's perfect. Um, he ranked Rambo First Blood Part Two fourth and he said it's like a cartoon 
even he is understanding that he didn't really get it yeah so the fascinating um, guy the more i learn about sylvester stallone there's there's one interesting thing in this film um which i'm sure you picked up on uh when Mm. he's he's floating down the river with his new potential love interest and he says to her i am expendable yes which is our second franchise where sylvester stallone refers to himself as expendable whether that be in the title of the film or in the text itself <laughs> Sylvester Stallone if we're doing some useless statistics um mm. right now it is worth noting that uh at 18 films Sylvester Stallone I believe is our most seen like most prolific actor mm. from all the franchises we've watched that have that where it's actually like him mm. on the screen appear like, in live action yeah, yeah. Is it mm. 18 He's our most now? seen actor, but not necessarily our most watched actor. <laughs> Which is insane, isn't it? That um that mm. I, if you'd asked me who's who's the most seen actor in your franchises, I would have been like you know, I probably wouldn't have guessed Sylvester Stallone, but then I think about it and like, yeah, he's the Rambo, Rocky, Expendables, Spy Kids, um what Guns else? Guns of the Galaxy there? Volume Two, and that's all of them. Gun that's all but that's still like yeah just because he's been know. in two really long franchises plus yeah, yeah. an extra one for a um for yeah. you know for good measure um is, yeah. is he any any other franchises that we you know is he ever going to overtake um kelly sheridan we he'd need another uh nine films to tie um it's the suicide squad men in black um uh i could see us doing men in black i don't know how we'd tackle suicide squad it's like Mm. embarrassed of itself for being a franchise escape plan i Mm. think is one um he's gonna be in guardians 3 presumably yeah he's not um escape plan 2 (laughs) he's in the rich and clank movie did you know that i think i did know that oh crazy he's in get carter great no wait is that no wait i'm thinking of a different film (laughs) <laughs> I, think you have, I think you have get shorty <laughs> uh yeah maybe he'll never um he'll never win sorry bud unless he continues to do more films which i'm sure he will <laughs> um uh also so the there was uh the colonel uh Podovsky was uh originally cast um with uh dolph lundgren was going to play him and then uh, Sylvester Stallone was like, wait a second, this is the same guy we've got to play Ivan Drago. <laughs> and so they paid off his contract to um, to release wow. him from the film. Um, so it actually got far enough before Stallone himself was like, well, he looked familiar. <laughs> this is the Russians that show up halfway through the yeah. film to grace the movie with a, a white villain so mm. you can stop feeling as conflicted. Yeah, he was going to be... Um... Yeah, because th- th- this came out the same year as uh, Rocky Four as well. Hmm. um so that's uh first blood rambo part what does it have two? on roddy t's what would you guess 42 33 uh yeah rambo three three years later 1988 directed by peter mcdonald but it wasn't always directed by peter mcdonald but we'll get to that <laughs> uh what is this one about 
Uh, so what's the, what's the Tra- first 30 minutes of this one about? The tra- Troutman has been... I can skip the first 20 and just go from the, the 20-minute mark onward. Troutman has been uh, kidnapped by some Russian invaders in Afghanistan. So this one is essentially Rocky... Uh, sorry, I beg your pardon. Rambo goes to Afghanistan um, to uh, fight off like this invading Russian force where he aligns himself with a group of um of Af- afghan freedom fighters what are they called the ma the mahajadeen mahajadeen um and so they yeah they fight off these russians in the desert um and in the one rocky movie where he joins pe- in the one rambo movie <laughs> where he joins a, a group of people of color to fight white villains it just so happens that the mahajadeen would go on to become the taliban <laughs> in real life well it's, it's a little more nuanced than that um oh, all good that's all i understood of going into it. <laughs> yeah so, so it is again this is i've seen charlie wilson's war that's almost my extended knowledge of the mahajadeen um <laughs> but from what i that, that so the mahajadeen refers to like a large group of groups one of those groups went on to become the Taliban. There's a fan right. theory that the the group is the one that Rambo gave weapons and trained. <laughs> um, yeah. yeah, we should talk about this here. So there's there's a famous thing at the end of this film, which I was I, I actually was shocked to find out that I'd, I'd been had uh, this week. So the film ends with uh, an on screen caption that says, "This film is dedicated to the gallant people of Afghanistan." Um, and it's um it was long circulating that it uh actually said this film is dedicated to the brave mujahideen fighters um of, mm. Af- of afghanistan and yeah i for so long i i just i took this as fact i thought you know like because i knew it was like a snopes thing it's like does it actually end with a a, a tribute to the mujahideen since they're now you know associated with the taliban and yeah, it turns out the answer is no. I just always thought it was like, yep, no, nah, Rambo three, crazy, different mm. world. And then oh, yeah, I found out found out this week that yeah, it's actually <laughs> the gallant people of Afghanistan. The the I, and I did I didn't actually know any of the gallant people of Afghanistan or um that the urban legend was that they changed it after September eleven to the gallant people of Afghanistan. That's and what so, I thought. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I, no, I just always thought it was the the majority thing. I didn't realize that there was talk that it had been changed or anything like that, or that it ever said gallant people of us again oh wow said. i no i thought i thought it got changed yeah yeah no crazy yes i'd always said that it's funny as well that you're saying um you know the the taliban are a um uh one of the sections of the mahajadeen and how like maybe that that absolves them a little but look at spotify right now one of their sections is joe rogan peddling misinformation and, and they lost neil, neil young, young. <laughs> yeah so so my point being is like you know your brand is kind of sullied if one of your <laughs> one of your outcrops becomes the Taliban. <laughs> it, it is the, th- the funny thing about Neil Young is it's like it's always nice to find out that like a very old celebrity is left wing. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> like not it, finding that out with these movies, so it was a great relief. <laughs> we can't have Sylvester Stallone, but we can have Neil Young. <laughs> yeah, but no, it is funny. Like, yeah, I, I wouldn't have picked Neil Young to be like outraged at. Um, hmm. Joe Rogan, but hey, here we are talking about him. Um, stream him, stream Neil Young on Tidal and iTunes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
yeah this so this film i mentioned i hinted at before that it didn't always have um that director um mm-hmm. the original director uh russell mulcahy mulcahy uh was fired um mm. he just look at his quickly look at he directed highlander um, oh wow and a few other of, things of the ilk then of the time yeah 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 um and highlighted to the quickening so you know he's not perfect zing oh he also directed scorpion king 2 rise of warrior i was gonna say why have i seen the why have i researched the director of highlander 2 <laughs> <laughs> um so yeah the dop was fired as well um several weeks into filming apparently um, he refused to take the lens cap off the camera <laughs> so stallone said uh, the canvas of this movie is so large you have to constantly have to think 10 scenes ahead you can't wing it they didn't go into the battle of waterloo not knowing what the strategy would be well this movie is kind of like cinematic warfare we had a huge cast and crew more than 250 people in tough locations to deal with everyone and everything has to coordinate and then in a 2008 um, Q and A. He said that the it was a disagreement over casting, which led to him firing Russell Mulcahy. Which said he went to Israel two weeks before me with the task of casting two dozen vicious-looking Russian troops. These were supposed to be uh, to make your blood run cold. When I arrived on set, what I saw was two dozen blonde, blue-eyed, pretty boys that res- resembled rejects from a surfing contest. Needless to say, <laughs> Rambo was not afraid of little competition, but being attacked by third-rate male models could be an enemy that could. Uh, could be could overwhelm him. I explained my disappointment to Russell, and he totally disagreed. So I asked him and his chiffon army to move on. I don't know. I kind of think that that's kind of compelling to have, you know, big tough pretty action <laughs> hero Rambo versus some pretty boys. I mean, I can see why he wouldn't want that, but it, it certainly mm. aligns with every wonderful thing I'm learning about Sylvester Stallone <laughs> as a person. But yeah, I don't know. I think I think maybe I I, I agree with the, the original director there. Interesting. He's he was replaced by Peter McDonald, um, who this was his first film. He was an experienced mm-hmm. um, second unit director. But yeah, he went on to direct such things as The Never-Ending Story 3, the only never-ending story movie I've seen, and an episode of The Young Indiana Jones Chronicles. Uh, fun right. enough. Uh, he also did some second unit stuff on um, uh, X-Men Origins Wolverine, a few of the Harry Potter movies, Guardians of the Galaxy. Oh, nice. So yeah, good for him. Uh, but one interesting thing we're uh, there we have Stallone talking about the the scale of this production. Uh, this was actually the most expensive film ever made at the time. Um, wow. with a uh, reported budget of between 58 and 63 million dollars if it was at the 58 end uh it was possibly overtaken later that year by who framed roger all oh, right yeah which had of like 58.6 million dollars so that's like that's roger rabbit's confirmed budget but rambo's might have right. been rambo threes might have been higher than that but right we don't really know and how much did this get on rotten tomatoes for all that money spent on it what would you guess I'm thinking like low 30s. Uh, very high 30s, actually. 40. Wow. <laughs> That's the highest a 30 can be. <laughs> um, it was also um, the, you know, for, for, for terms of ranking, this uh, Stallone put this third in his ranking, which spoils what he put second because there was only four at the time when he was asked. <laughs> but I think it must have been while he was promoting Rambo 2008. And he was like, yeah, this is my second favorite one after the first one. I think that this is better. I think this is worse than the third, than the second one, just in terms of looking at people talking about the Rambo films. They talk about this one the same way they talk about Rocky four. 
that it's like, mm. oh, it's the worst one, but I fucking love it, you know? Well, and but exactly. I think Rocky and this, is legitimately amazing. And I, yeah. this, is, this is the one which has um, Rambo riding a horse while uh, an explosion happens behind him, yeah. you know, in the desert. Like, this has got all your kind of thick and creamy action movie hero shots in it to the point where it's 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 kind of insufferable and not the type of filmmaking that i really resonate with personally um one line in this movie that was clearly meant to be like a kiss off line but it was one of those things where i found it kind of funny because it was just not true was when the when he's so rambo's trying to save troutman and the russian villain says to troutman like who does he think he is god who does he think he is god and troutman goes no god would have mercy rambo doesn't well you know mm. whatever and it's but it's like rambo <laughs> clearly shown to have mercy it's a defining characteristic of it. it's what mm. sets him apart from the other bloodthirsty vicious you know is that like the the um climax of the first and second film are actually predicated on him showing mercy mm. in front of troutman <laughs> and and god I think wouldn't show mercy. Yeah, totally. <laughs> That's a great point. <laughs> so I just thought that was funny because it's like supposed to be this cool line, but if you think about it, it's like, well, it's not entirely true, mm-hmm. is it? Uh, do you have much else you want to say about Rambo Three? Um, I just think that this is these these. I'm not enjoying myself so far. <laughs> right. That's what I would like to say. I'm not enjoying myself so far. I I thought the first one was all right. Didn't really like the second one. Didn't really like the third one. Um, sat down uh, yesterday to watch the fourth one and fifth one nearly back to back but not quite enough mm. time to give myself time to reset between. i watched them mostly back to back and that fourth one is just mm. called rambo uh, mm. it came out 2008 so this was you know the the one two punch sequel. of this of um yeah and this is um you know what we talked about last week briefly that um mm. you know films getting two distant sequels um mm. oh no i think we spoke about it on our scream episode on the patreon um but right. yeah that that like enough time has passed since the se- the distant sequel was invented <laughs> that mm. we're now getting two distant sequels um but rocky so this, as well. yeah. yeah so this came out a couple years after rocky balboa mm-hmm. yeah the, it was the- greenlit and sold before rocky balboa but then uh rocky balboa was sort of sped into production so that ended up coming up first but rambo was the original right um, and it's it's um it's called john rambo in some regions yeah the 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 title card for it says john rambo um but the it's called john rambo in certain regions because the first film was called rambo in those regions i feel like it was called john rambo here i remember seeing posters for it and it was called john rambo i remember in 2000 i remember saying the opposite wow uh this is directed by sylvester stallone as well he he got one it's very yeah this was his first non-rocky movie he'd directed since staying alive wow Mm. my favorite rocky movie staying alive (laughs) i know that's not what you meant yeah that's Um, obviously (laughs) not what i said yeah Uh, (laughs) and uh what are we talking rotten tomatoes here uh what would you guess I don't know. I have no idea. I know Stallone put this at um, two. At, so he put it second. Mm-hmm. Um, and I actually tend to agree. I think this is the second best mm-hmm. uh, Rambo movie. But I wouldn't guess it's got anything more than maybe like 40% on Rambo. 37. 
Yeah. All right. So it's years later. Um, Rocky, uh, Rocky is nowhere in sight because this is a Rambo film. The two presumably <laughs> don't know each other. Um, and I believe does the, where does this one take place? Burma or well, uh, Myanmar. Okay, Myanmar. Well, um, and- Bur- Burma is like it's also called Myanmar, but yeah, right. Um, and so the essentially the plot is which and I foolishly was distracted slightly for the first twenty minutes of this, but it's about like a a group of missionaries approach um, local uh, handyman John Rambo who's shown to you know have have a way with the the, with the, the river ladies. and the the snakes and the the um, you know everything going on and they ask him can you get us into this area because. Are they trying to save someone? What are they trying to do? Uh, yeah, they're trying. Um, they're like they're they're missionaries. They're trying to provide medical yeah. aid to right. Um, yeah. uh, the, yeah. the Karens. Right, and then they get. Uh, he he takes them so far before they get into some trouble, and they don't like that he killed a bunch of people, so they tell yeah. him to go home. And then they themselves are kidnapped, and Rambo, along with the help of a bunch of uh, mercenaries, including Graham McTavish, um, among amongst the cast, um, go to save everyone. And then at the end, after killing all of these uh, people. Uh, Rambo goes back to Arizona to see his dad, who was mentioned once earlier in the film. Mm. Well, he, we presumably always knew that he had a dad. That's true. It's on me. You're right. Mm. Yeah. Well, so you know, maybe you don't know everything, AJ. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so yeah, this was um, apparently uh, Stallone resisted returning for quite a long time. I'd say it was about <laughs> yeah, but it was twenty like, something years, wasn't it? Yeah, uh, well, yeah, twenty years. Um, but he he didn't want to, he, and he decided he he said he was done with action movies for a while. But then he yeah, he said for a long time there was no there was there wasn't a story good enough to bring him back. But then he came up with the idea for a story um, where Rambo would travel down to Mexico to rescue a kidnapped girl. Um, and then thought, actually, no, you know what? That doesn't feel very Rambo. So I'll do something else. And then um, uh, did this, but it's not the last we've seen of uh, of that plot idea. That's and it's also terrible. not the last time um, uh, Stallone would suggest that one of his <laughs> iconic characters should travel south of the border. Um, oh, true. Yeah, because um, he said that about a um, a potential next- a, a new Rocky movie. Yeah. God, that's such a bad idea. Um, well, now I, that we what know if, what he thinks of Mexicans as well. <laughs> well, well, I think that the that Stallone continues to be an enigma here because the Rocky movies, by and large, at the very least, I you know we have conflicted feelings about some of the middle films, but they really stick the landing, especially hmm. with the 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 distant sequels. I thought Rocky Balboa is probably my favorite Rocky film. Hmm. Except for maybe Creed, um, and in that it's like this clear understanding of like the toll that that a character, you know, carries mm. and and all this sort of thing. I just I thought this movie was pretty bad. Uh, <laughs> this this for Rocky uh, Rambo two thousand eight was pretty bad, and um, really didn't uh, learn any of the um, lessons that the previous films were critiqued for. Um, and in a way, it feels like this is until the next film. This is Sylvester Stallone at his most brutal. Um, yeah, it's it's, it's hyper violent, but it knows that it is. It's, and I want to say it's something a little bit about Tarantino. This. It's definitely a little bit Michael Mann. It's um, I, I want to say something about that, and that it's is kind of that, a cosmic gumbo. 
this is the the nicest thing I can say about this movie is this is probably the most impressively violent movie hmm. I've ever seen. Yeah. People fall apart like tender cooked chicken breast when they get shot mm. like and I've, I've never seen anything like it before and i wish it was in a movie that didn't have such a like political yeah. ugliness hanging over it because then i then i could enjoy it yeah. but now it's like oh watching, i remember like, when it came out the, the, these like stats of it being the bloodiest movie ever made and all this stuff yeah but, um I four, believe 466 it. deaths um an average of 2.5 knife deaths a minute Wow. I'd love to see another movie adopt this. I don't even know how to describe it. It's just you. It's like, it's it's like, say, say like a convoy of guys get blown up, but everyone's in focus and they all blow up in different ways. Like someone's Mm. head will come off. Someone's body will come apart. And it's just, you see everything. It's not, it's not bloody masses that explode into clouds of blood. It's similar to, um, to, uh, Saving Private Ryan. Has, does a similar thing. Yeah, sure. Yeah, I, I just thought it was great. I thought mm. that that specific effect, whatever it is, however they did it, was so unique to mm. this film. And I just I really like the final battle, which yeah. it, it consists of like of Rambo. That you know, all the, all the good guys are are at gunpoint, about to be shot, and then Rambo like single handedly takes down everyone. I like in a movie that I was really not liking. I became entranced by well, this. Yeah. Bl- bloodthirsty scene because of how hmm. well it was directed maybe, maybe exactly, stallone's yeah. really good you know yeah and like. um apparently it was um yeah there was a discussion about you know that we don't have much budget um well fake blood's cheap let's just make it gory as fuck and hmm. uh apparently yeah, stallone was also didn't want to direct the film initially um there was another director attached but he left for whatever reason um but the the sort of the idea that convinced him was he thought uh what if the film was directed by rambo um, what if the film had his personality? And that's kind of what you're talking about. It is, but it's also, again, <laughs> kind of like, right, yeah, Rambo from Oh, we should see that film. before I praised her. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, no, I'm praised. I, I think it's, you know, it's apolitical to say gory, hyper-violent films are mm. cool. It's just when, you know, when certain things have... I don't know. I just, I thought this was better than any like Tarantino violence I've ever seen. Yeah, better than any Rodriguez violence I've ever seen. Like I just thought it was great. Hmm. It also it's interesting. It has the very um, Stallone has a very unique uh, way of lighting his films. Mm. That's like because because Rocky Balboa. Well, I mean, or he did you know this sort of period because Rocky Balboa has a very distinctive uh, lighting and color grade, and this film has the same um, mm. yeah, sort of right, one, which is yeah. interesting. Um, that's sort of like the the crushing the blacks um mm. and stuff well, it's uh, interesting about this film as well so the writer of uh first blood david morrill because a lot of people you know rejected this film it received you know mostly negative reviews 37 percent on Rotten tomatoes critics uh a a uh, uh criticized the the violence the direction of the plot and the political commentary uh but yeah the uh first blood writer david morrill said i'm happy to report that overall i'm pleased the level of violence might not be for everyone but it has a serious intent this is the first time that the tone of my novel first blood has been used in any of the movies it's spot on in terms of how i imagine the character angry burnt out and filled with self-disgust because rambo hates what he is and yet knows it's the only thing he does well i think some elements could have been done better i think this film deserves a solid three stars it's so funny isn't it that like again the first rambo film is like killing is wrong 
And like mm. even the character takes that stance. And then there's literally a scene in this movie where one of the missionaries says to to Rambo, killing is never okay. You should never kill. And then by the end of the movie, we see that very character uh, club a guy to death, mm. um, presumably learning the moral of the film, which is sometimes killing is the right thing to do. Well, I think the answer lies somewhere <laughs> in the middle. <laughs> yeah i it's like it's like these movies struggle with being like kind of too stupid too unaware of what they're implying but then you hear the creators talk about it and it's like well you weren't completely going in blind you you knew there was like political undertones to it none of these things you know because like like political undertones can be accidental someone can just make a film and tell a story and it contain the uh, beliefs you know but this is this isn't one of those cases this mm. is like clearly these these writers and these directors and these the this this actor clearly believe certain things about some very prickly topics and <laughs> they're, gonna, they're gonna show it in maybe the most like um uh bloodthirsty and unapproachable way mm. <laughs> after watching this movie i don't want to go up to stallone and be like hey, i think your your political beliefs are wrong mm. twist my head off its shoulders <laughs> <laughs> bloodthirsty more like blood thirsty <laughs> as in first blood yeah, yeah that's what it should be called blood it should be called thirst thirst blood <laughs> first blood this is the first one the second one thirst blood <laughs> <laughs> that's good um i'm excited to have a titles conversation um, oh i've been having people messaging me all week being like i cannot wait Mm. i cannot wait for you to discuss these so i mean without further ado we'll um Mm. uh which you know people love starting wordle with we yeah do you because it's got um what four vowels letters oh my god what a great hack yeah it's got four vowels in it wow thank you and D's a fairly common one as well. Apparently, uh, irate is one of the most is one of the best ones to start with because it's mm. um, I A and E are you know very common mm. vowels. Uh, well, they're vowels, you know, <laughs> by their by virtue of being a vowel, they are common. And then T and R are um, mm. you know the, the some of the most common consonants. There's another one that that they reckon. I, I think it's a, it's an anagram of irate, but it's like. What is I rate? Anagram. Is there another? Uh, no, it was, it was something similar. I don't know. Um, but it was like, essentially, it, it keeps the letters in the right position as well as being their frequency. Mm. Anyway, so the word The word was could the other day. I know. And I... And I guessed it with so little problem. I it still took me like four out of six, but like yeah. by by three, I was like co, <laughs> and then managed to guess it was yeah, good. nice. I um one other hack I found for Wordle because the, the, the annoying thing about Wordle is that you can't just like you know if you know the fourth letter, you can't just type that in and yeah, then exactly. work around that. That if you just type X's, um, so you know you know C O space mm. l space mm. and then you just put x's in and your brain is it doesn't read an x as like the letter x as if you put anything mm. else in there and you, it allows you to sort of read it and put uh, which has helped me a lot um because for, like when it was for sugar anyone listening you're right yeah 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 
for anyone listening i'm wondering why we're talking about this we are approaching the hour mark where we usually stop recording so i get the feeling we're both padding so we can stop recording the first. uh i wasn't i mean it, i was we've, we've gotten through these films very quick um that's true probably much to the chagrin of of some rambo fans some rambo it's like some rando <laughs> so we're now at 2019 the mm. film rambo last, the last blood the last good year mm, yeah yeah when our kids ask us what was what was it like before covid we'll say well rambo last blood had just come out i think that should tell you everything you need to know and they'll go what it was worse (laughs) (laughs) rambo last blood came out and was only up and up for humanity after that (laughs) (laughs) yes so uh 2019 uh directed by adrian grunberg uh, mm-hmm. more, more like yo adrian make a better movie um, <laughs> <laughs> uh 26 percent on ron tomatoes uh, yeah, so it's the lowest rated of the rambos uh, good this movie just sucks <laughs> i thought this was such a bad movie and i can't wait to discuss it <laughs> all right well what's it about all right so and what th- there you, is I'm- there is a big spoiler in here that i that we need to talk about so if you haven't seen rambo last blood um and you know you you think it's a Rambo movie. I don't care about spoilers. There's one that's like kind of genuinely more surprising, me- genuinely more important surprising. than like the rest of like any yeah. other plot, any other plot beat in any of the other yeah. Rambo movies. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I'm I'm interested to hear how early he came up with the plot for this movie, as you told us before mm. when we talked about Rambo 2008. Because what this movie feels like, it feels like Sylvester Stallone heard uh, Donald Trump's campaign speech in mm. 2015, where he talked about Mexicans being rapists, and he went, "Hey, I got <laughs> an idea for a movie. <laughs> That's what this movie is. This movie is the." The Republican wet dream of the like the idea uh, of Mexico, the, yeah, yeah, idea of Mexico. It, it is funny, yeah, like the the idea, like that that Stallone so badly wants to send all his characters south of the border, and we now know that it's like because there are people down there, you know. Like, <laughs> <laughs> so this movie is about um and uh, and a in a shocking display of continuity that we also saw carrying over from Rocky Balboa to Creed. Um, and and we see it carrying over from. He still has uh, Rocky, a restaurant in Rambo Last Blood. <laughs> Rocky Rocky two thousand eight to Last Blood is that he now lives in his Rambo. father's old house. Hmm. Rambo, sorry, he now lives in his father's old house, um, which is only ever seen or mentioned at the end of Rambo two thousand eight. And I just think it's interesting that both uh, both this and the carryover to Creed from Rocky Balboa are examples where you could so see like a director coming aboard and being like. People aren't gonna mm. know that you need that you had a restaurant in the last movie, and he's like, "No, it's continuity. You got to do it, man." Um, so there you go. There's a nice thing that I've said about this movie. Um, so he lives on this this ranch with his uh, this like housekeeper and a little girl, <laughs> an eighteen year old girl, seventeen eighteen year old girl who is referred to as his niece. I'm not sure how she's his niece. Um, is that ever explained? Uh, I, I, yeah. So his his friend Maria, um, and it's mm. Gabriella's her granddaughter. Um, uh, yeah. Okay. Well, she calls him Uncle John. Yeah. Um, which you know, call that call the movie that call the movie Uncle John because it's sure as hell ain't Rambo. Um, <laughs> she's she's like, I want to see my dad. He lives in Mexico. I need to she's know. She's found why a biological he, father. Yeah. yeah, I need to know why he left me. Um, and Rambo's like, don't do it. He's a bad man. Um, and let me just say already, the tone 
alien from mm. the other Rambo movies by this point. Like, by the 10-minute mark, I should be seeing him jacked up, <laughs> firing mm. guns, firing missiles. This is such a slow start to yeah. a Rambo Although, movie. actually, interestingly, you mentioned the first 10 minutes because there is an extra 10 minutes at the start which uh, isn't in the United States version of this film. Um, so the scene with that starts in the rainstorm where he's rescuing these mm. hikers and one of them's dead. He's like, don't go back for her. Uh, yeah, that's not in... Um, it's in Australia, Mexico, Sweden, Brazil, Finland, Germany, and Japan. Um, and New Zealand. Yeah. Yeah, and we're Australia, essentially. <laughs> right. <laughs> Why was it not an American? Uh, the um, uh, uh, test audiences didn't like it. Wow. Well, anyway, um, so this girl's like, I'm going to go anyway. She goes um, within a day of stepping foot in Mexico. Let this be a lesson to you, young American woman, thinking of maybe going for a, a trip down yeah. to Mexico. We're going to say a lot of sarcastic comments about Mexico that we, we don't <laughs> believe, but it's the only sure. way to talk about this film. Yeah. Um, within a day, she is sold into the Mexican sex slavery industry. Um, by uh, not like She does meet her dad, but that's barely a plot point well he, he says um, like yeah i left you because i fucking hate you and i fucking hate yeah. your mum um yeah. yeah um and so she, so rambo they work out something's going wrong so rambo heads on down to old mexico to check out what's going on he ends up uh asking the right questions he gets cut up by the by the bad guys mm-hmm. they like find him and and, and like massacre fuck his face up, yeah. they fuck him up um <laughs> And uh, then he finally finds uh, Gabriella. Yeah, because well, they, they his, say like, oh, well, she's just some random, you know, I- item mm. to us. But now mm. we know that you like her. We're going to fucking put her through hell. And you go, damn, mm. like Rambo is going to get there just in the nick of time. <laughs> yeah. And he gets there and he, and he hammers everyone in the head with a hammer. Um, and he, <laughs> takes, he takes the girl <laughs> and he hammers a guy in the nuts yeah. at one point. Yeah. Um, he takes the girl and he's driving back to America and in a shocking display um, and something that I just think is the most insane just narrative mistake. Yeah. Um, she dies. She dies of her, of her. She's been injected with drugs. Yeah, and, she's been and repeatedly also- just like, you know, raped over and over again and injected with heroin mm. dozens of times mm. and then fucking dies on the drive back. <laughs> to yep. Arizona. Uh and the last half of the movie is Rambo uh Skyfalls the, them. Yeah, the, the, or Home Alones them. Yeah. I, uh, sorry, it's, I didn't it's, get that reference. <laughs> it's like it's like this movie is taken, the movie taken, and then it quickly switches to Home Alone in mm. the last half. Where he lures the bad guys back to good old Arizona, um, where they follow him into the this underground tunnel system he's made, yeah. where he brutally kills them. In S- a, similar hyper violence, and yeah, I think it's better in Rambo two thousand eight. Yeah, yeah, um, sure, but it's um, yeah, it, it, um, this ha- has a similar like resourcefulness uh, to the first mm. Rambo that I will give it that. Um, mm. That it's like setting traps and, and everything. Well, and the, and the nicest thing, and sorry, it ends with him ripping the heart out of the bad guy's chest, mm. and then he sits in a rocking chair where it kind of implies he passes away. Um, but the the uh, the nicest thing I could probably say about this movie is that it it called into light the thing wrong with the sequels until this one, which is like it feels like the whole point 
of the first one is like, what if a Vietnam soldier was put into the American backyard? What then? Mm. And then all the sequels are like, what if an Amer- a Vietnam soldier mm-hmm. was put into a, a war? <laughs> it's yeah. like, well, the same thing would happen. Like, yeah. and this brings it back to um, the backyard, backyard yeah. which which I literally think is, his backyard, <laughs> which I think is what they probably all should have been. To be yeah. honest, like taking place in america i think that's what's alluring about them um but yeah the girl dies and 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 like i was just like he saves her and i was like this movie's still got like half Mm. its runtime to go what the hell's gonna happen and then she dies and it was just it's what what i hated about it and it's because it's very easy this is one of the we've talked about this before where it's you could very see a defender of this movie being like well you just can't handle the brave narrative decisions the da, 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 da. Mm. like it's it's so interesting that the that the the MacGuffin, the 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 whole point the heart and soul of the movie dies but i think what is ugly about it here is that it it's the home run on this trumpian political anti-mexican bent hmm. where it's like nobody comes back from mexico <laughs> nobody comes back even rambo the cartoon character platonic ideal of an american action hero even he cannot save someone if they go to mexico for 12 hours <laughs> you know like like it's it's it is to me it felt like a, another political message in the film that i disagreed with that was like um yeah, like it's not you cannot save them. They will die, you know. Mm. And I thought that was gross and I just I thought this was a terrible movie. <laughs> yeah, it's um I I I will admit that I kind of the the like the home alone stuff at the end. But that's Rambo, right? That's yeah, yeah. action movies. Yeah. So that's yeah, of course I've got dopamine receptors yeah, yeah, of him someone ripping someone's shot. heart out. Yeah. Of course, but it's like that's all I can say about that. That's a nice thing. Yeah, yeah, sure. It's like, yep, it's filmmaking. Well done. <laughs> yeah. you, did, you did the thing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, as for um, David Morrill as well, um, that I'll, who wrote the book, mm-hmm. he tweeted that he hated the film after it was released. Mm. He said, the film was a mess. Embarrassed to have my name associated with it. Um, he originally started working on ideas for the film with Sylvester Stallone by phone early in pre-production, but Stallone eventually broke off communication and wrote the script with another writer, <laughs> ignoring his ideas. <laughs> Well, so here's here's another thing as well is like by this point in in his life, mm. I kind of just want John Rambo to either be dead or happy, mm. right? Like he's he's you know whether or not you you like him or not, it's like it's such a life lived already by this mm. point. And then in the twilight years of his life, probably his late sixties, I'm imagining um, mm. Rambo is by this point the worst thing happens to him like the worst and it's so it's so inescapably depressing and it Mm. ends with him delivering this monologue about like how all he's ever known is war and it's like is this supposed to be a happy ending because this is not a happy ending this is relentlessly sad in fact i also thought as he was dying in the rocking chair i was like if you'd just gone with her to mexico like you know, in this this fictional evil underworld. Well, he's Mexico, too, it's that, too scary that, for Rambo. <laughs> well, yeah, there you go. Like, it's so weird mm. that, like, he also like, doesn't it's wear his, his, his head bandana thing, and he doesn't have a mullet. That's what the character looks like. Mm. Sorry, Stallone, you did it for Rambo two thousand eight. Mm. He doesn't have a cowboy hat. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> um, yeah, I, yeah. I, just, just horrible. Just a ho- re- relentlessly terrible. Movie. One other thing that so this um film. 
it's obviously as well inspired by Logan. I would, I would say mm. that's fair to say. Oh, yeah. Um, yep. That, yeah, that kind of, uh, you know, it, it, like, it, you know, there, there's a lot of talk of like, they're now like, yeah, give, give XYZ character a Logan style send off. Mm. And this is the only other character that's actually done it. Like an R rated, true to its roots mm. in terms of violence um, and, and language and everything. Um, and, you know, he mm. wears a cowboy hat. But um, it is funny because I've spoken at length about the incredible trailer for Logan um, that had Johnny Cash's Hurt in it. This tried to do a similar thing. And I remember this, the, the watch the trailer for this when it first came out. And, and it has Old Town Road in it. <laughs> <laughs> so it's like, um, yeah, it's, it's Rambo like suiting up at the at the ranch. And then it's like, mm. yeah, I'm going to take my horse to the old town road. <laughs> I'm going to ride to La Kendo. It's so weird. It's such it's a strange choice. It's not even the tone of Rambo. Like, they're not mm. Westerns. They're yeah. not, like, so weird, man. Yeah. Ugh. Because I, 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 remember- I feel gross having watched this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it is uh it's it's an odd film and 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 what's great is that it it would have pissed off everyone it would have pissed off like mm. left-wing cucks like us and would have pissed off the people that love rambo movies because it's so spectacularly bad at being mm. a rambo movie until the last like 10 minutes yeah i mean it's u- universally hated uh the but movie. And also the fact that she dies is, is like Again, sorry to keep just starting to just swirl into madness discussing this film, but it's like it's so it's so obviously narrative narratively like unsatisfying. Yeah, in a way that's like I don't need this to be a subversive like yeah. I don't need Rambo Five to subvert the the like rescue. Well, narrative. Even the fact that she, like that they I like is I mean the idea of him going to Mexico to rescue someone, but it's like. You should rescue her before anything really bad happens to her. Like, I'm sorry, yeah. I don't want to see that happen to yeah, this no, girl totally. that I like. Like, like that, that for me, that was the thing that I was like, "What the fuck?" She actually becomes a sex slave because yeah. you see her like lined up with all the girls, and yeah. a couple of them get taken away, and they're like, "Oh, Rambo's going to burst in just before they get to her." And then it's like, "Nah, nah." Like, and and you know, he says like, "We're gonna like." Now that we know she's yours, like we're gonna fuck her yeah. up. And I was like, it's "Oh, his now Rambo, fault. yeah." It's his fault. He did it. It's his fault. Like, you know, obviously these are evil people, but like, there are yeah, there I think are, the he truth given, lies somewhere in the middle. <laughs> <laughs> he has given ample opportunity to like act different, and it's just, it's just. Do you know this? The problem is, is just that this film is miserable. It's mm-hmm. a miserable end to a character who has lived a miserable life, and it, it's like the movie isn't quite aware of how truly miserable that is. Yeah, yeah, because like. You know what's cooler than than saying revenge is a good thing? What? Is saying the revenge won't set you free. You know? Yeah. Like, I always felt like that was a much more mature um, thing. And, like, you see it in certain movies, like The Revenant's a great example off the top of my head, where, like, it turns out revenge isn't actually something that will set you free. And this movie seems to not get doesn't get as far as to realize that because he mm. rips a man's heart from his chest with his bare hands and then is like, and now I've saved the day. <laughs> <laughs> but and also, yeah, yeah. sorry, you go. I, I was, it was also interesting as well that like, because Rambo is resourceful, he's intelligent. Mm. Um, mm. And then in this film, he just wanders into Mexico and then they're like, hey, old man, and he just gets the shit fucking beaten out of him. But because he, he also like, he, he, 
tosses his meds on the ground at one mm. point and then gets defeated. So it's not cool that you did that. Um, <laughs> that it's like, you know, if he did that and then it's like, yeah, fuck you. Yeah. John Rambo doesn't need to be held back. It's like, no, but if you'd taken your meds, dude, you might have been all right. <laughs> I think to to draw the obvious comparison to Rocky here as well as like, in terms of characters, how much how much cooler is Rocky Balboa than Rambo, John Rambo? Rocky, Rocky Balboa's an all-time great protagonist i think like like and it's just it's not even close and it's crazy to me that it feels like stallone has the same reverence like shared across (laughs) both of them when rocky i think is like intensely like has so much more depth so much more love and heart and soul and substance and i just i thought this is not like it's it's obviously not one of the worst franchises we've ever watched in terms of like because well, they're filmmaking yeah yeah in terms of like filmmaking capability and like they're competently made but in terms of like just oh just just stressfully bad movies i thought by the end just mm. a real a real sink and i think as well like a lot of them exploit, especially Rambo 2008, it like exploits real life stuff to like push forward a point in your stupid, politically mm. disgusting movie. Yeah, well, the, the, you know? the Burmese um, uh, conflict was chosen deliberately because it was like one of the worst things happening in the world mm. at the time, but wasn't being covered by the media. So that was he did that to shine a light on it. Right, and it, it opens with a bunch of clips yeah, from like actual news footage, yeah. from from the war, and then there's a scene, and this is the the second to last the, movie yeah. that we're talking about now. Um, um, there's like a scene where everyone, this village, gets attacked, and you see like up close shots of children being shot, of women being raped, and it's just like, do not fucking use this in your right wing war movie. Like, I just, it's so disgusting. It's so, it's so abhorrent. I think to 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 be doing. This was the violence looked pretty fucking cool though, didn't it, AJ? From twenty minutes ago, um, <laughs> yeah. Although yeah. I, I, the, the the violence, like despite being cool, it serves more of a plot reason in the fourth one mm. that it's like this is the horrors of war. This is a real thing that's happened. But whereas that's whereas saying, last blood is that- like, would it be cool if you killed a bunch of Mexicans? <laughs> yeah, sure, but but to 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 use the horrors of war to further your pro-war stance, I think is. Right pretty disgusting so that's rambo last blood so fuck you sylvester stallone <laughs> one one piece of dumb indb trivia segment we've uh, been missing for this episode um mm. i do have a fun one for this one there were like it's i didn't i didn't do it. i didn't really research for the real ones um nothing really you know jumped out enough at me but um mm-hmm. yeah so the the opening scene that that's cut in, in in the u.s um he turns on the radio and five to one by the doors is playing which comes up later on so it's weird that, that you take off the setup of this like you pay off um right. but the diamond db trivia states it would make perfect sense for john rambo to select five to one by the doors as preferred listening music john rambo is a veteran of the vietnam war the doors were a preferred listing were preferred listening music for u.s soldiers in vietnam so much so that oliver stone a vietnam veteran himself was compelled to make the very well-known movie on the on the albeit brief history of the band <laughs> very dumb very well-known movie um so that's that's the rambo movies um we've um we've got a segment where we like to talk about titles uh on mm. this podcast or we talk about titles a lot on this podcast but i actually before we get to that um just to you know further 
um blue ball the audience wet the appetites um i i blue ball them i do have a there's another segment called we talk about taglines now that we do sometimes (laughs) okay so i just the, the the fun fun taglines for this movie. so the first one was this time he's fighting for his life which feels like it's like a reference to Rocky, but like it's like mm. Stallone because Stallone's name is above the, the the tagline. Is this for First Blood? For First Blood, yeah. It says and this time. Oh, this time, that is- there's no end. Right, but it's like yeah, when they say this time he's fighting for his life, it's like y- y- we've just met this character, and so it feels like yeah. that that's like a little you know meta sort of hint at Rocky, but yeah the the second one this is the one that inspired me to write down the taglines for all the films uh, so the tagline of the poster is they sent him on a mission and set him up to fail but they made one mistake they forgot they were dealing with rambo <laughs> uh number three uses the line god would have mercy john rambo won't um mm. and then it also <laughs> yes, he will. it also does um the first was for himself. The second was for his country. This time, it's to save his friend, which isn't as badass as the other two. No. <laughs> Fourth one, I quite, I actually quite like. Heroes never die; they just reload. <laughs> 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 Very cool. Um, and the fifth one, um, the legend come ho- comes home. Mm. It's not what the film's about. Um, and uh, also, they drew first blood. He will draw last because also we didn't mention this, but the the title of the first film refers to a line where um Rambo's talking about yeah they drew first blood. Well, it's, al- well. it's also a, a concept. It's not yeah. you know, but it's what it's it's, yeah. it's it's directly lifted from the movie. It's a, there's a title yeah. bomb in the movie. Um, but yeah, we talk about titles a lot in this podcast. Now, before you get into your thoughts, AJ, I do <laughs> I do have one fun little story, and the, mm. I have I have a handful of fun little AJ stories from before we started the podcast and sort of oh, rekindled God. our friendship. Um, oh Lord! My, all, almost all of these you refute. Um, but they all happened. So we, you and I were making a- Why can't you remember like good stuff I did before the podcast? You didn't do anything. It's always like critical of me. <laughs> we, if, if, there, if there were any- Hey, if the shoe fits. <laughs> um, so, um, okay. So setting the scene, it's 2013. You have written a short film that uh, your friend Connor is directing. It's called Heavy. Uh, I've been cast as the lead. <laughs> and um so the plot of the what's the what's the plot of heavy our, our uh, it's, it's me oh, come on. it's uh, it's me and um my my younger brother get taken on a a, a hunting trip with um with our father and you know we're, we're not big fans of hunting well I'm, I'm not especially and then the dad ends up getting hurt and we have to sort of take him to safety there's a there's a moment in the film where i've i've snuck alcohol um, with me and i'm sitting there you know swigging it dramatically and my brother comes up to me he's holding the gun he says something to me and and the line in this in the script is oh so you want to be rambo too and i went up to you and we were on set <laughs> and i went up to you aj and i said i've noticed this shouldn't the line be oh so you want to be rambo first blood part two and you said <laughs> and walked away and uh, do you know what i thought i thought this guy doesn't care about titles 
I probably didn't know it was called that. Yeah, I was, I was like, oh, okay, he, he obviously doesn't, you know, he's not really into titles. Mustn't be a title guy. Yeah, and so I thought, okay, well, I'll, I'll, that'll be the last time I ever, that'll be the last time I ever discuss titles with AJ. <laughs> but it's a fun story, and we might get another fun uh, pre, uh, pre-podcast pre AJ story next week, uh, depending on what, oh, what wins. <laughs> um, all right. So, here are my thoughts on the Rambo titles. Firstly, they're all called the wrong thing. They're all, regardless of if they're good or bad titles, Mm. every title, I think, in this series is misplaced Mm. for various reasons. So, I'll start at the end. Ooh. And then just randomly pick whatever one cool. I want to I do have about. some, like, because there were alternate titles and stuff like that. There, 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 there's a bunch, like, almost every film was at some point called Rambo, semi, Rambo number semicolon. So there was, like, Savage Hunt. There was the mission for the second one. Mm. Um, yeah, okay, and, well, and, and obviously um, John Rambo um for the for the fourth one yeah um which also at one point was uh, was announced to be rambo to hell and back and then got negative feedback online and they titled it back to rambo um they, they well, didn't go with rant so they didn't go with john rambo because they thought that made it sound like it was the last one like rocky balboa and they said you know we might do more rambos but we're not we're never going to do rocky right. again yeah whereas just calling it rambo doesn't make it sound like the last yeah, fucking yeah. one uh so rambo last blood i think is the best um idea executed out of the yeah, as to, in terms of time. titles like it's it's the only one that that's like it's it's it, it's what it represents is what they should have all been structured like hmm. basically um but it's not it's not that's not the reality and so therefore it's out of place um the first film first blood is a cool title but i'm just like with the possible like with the ability of retrospect it's like you need to call this rambo first blood yeah it, it is like um similar to indiana jones rose of mm. lost ark it's like you can find it called Rambo on letterbox these are called rambo first blood rambo first blood part two rambo first blood part three which i thought was interesting um so so the but then you've got rambo first blood part two which i think despite um not laughing at your joke um 10 years ago mm. uh is a hilarious title unintentionally. oh thank you yeah that's why i said it no, it's not. You said it because of the way it was written in the script. The, well, yeah, the I thought it'd be idea- funny. I thought, you know what? If uh, I thought I'm going to take a risk here. This guy seems <laughs> like he cares about titles as much as I do. Branch. Um, and my God, did you reject that olive branch? So, the uh, first of all, it's so funny to call something two when it, the word first is also <laughs> like that's just hilarious already. But then also the the idea of doing like it's called Rambo first blood part two and not calling it rambo two sub you know what i mean like second blood. like how often do you see the the subtitle gets the two? Oh, you know oh, like yeah. it's very rare that you see that but like these movies should have it should have been like rambo prisoners of war or so you know what i mean like the, R- rambo first blood rambo prisoners of war rambo um in the desert the brave so, mujahideen <laughs> the brave mujahideen like something like that and then I wouldn't have called the fourth one Rambo or John Rambo. I would have given it another subtitle. And then you got to Last Hellenbeck. Blood, and and that works. Well, mm. Yeah, sure. Like they don't need to be 
great titles. It's just like there's a clear it's annoying with with franchises like this where you can see them wishing they'd called something something else and it fucking up the like snowball of the rest of the titles until you get to Rambo Last Blood where it's like no one one even knows what these movies are actually called. We can just call this Rambo Last Blood. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, I mean, uh, the I, I I when Last Blood was announced as the title, I was like, "Fuck you!" Yeah. <laughs> I was like, "AJ, I love," and I was like, "Oh, actually, no, AJ doesn't care about Rambo titles." Mm, famously, famous, <laughs> yeah. Uh, so I guess uh, all that's left now is: do we normally rank or continue first? We do normally do meeting of the elders first. Our we Patreon do. segment, I, yeah. Thank you very Where much. if you sign up to our Patreon and donate to the $15 Cult Elder tier, then you get invited to a secret Discord um, where we uh, ask you what your thoughts are on the franchise of the week. And we got a couple of stray thoughts this week. Do you want people. to read them? Because I forgot about the segment. Um, so <laughs> obviously, obviously forgot to put them in my, uh, in my notes. <laughs> sure thing. Um, so over, yeah, so this is again on our discord. You can find a link to our discord in the show notes, by the way, but this is a secret room specifically for, um, for cult elders. Um, so, uh, we got a comment from Brent, whose retitled his name to Brent Rambo. And he says, the first one is so good. His nothing is over monologue at the end is one of the most authentic looking emotional breakdowns of a man I've seen in film. It's astonishing that the guy from the first movie is the same guy from the third or fourth one. He's so flanderized. I think this is a excellent example mm. of what flanderization means. If you've never heard that term before. Um, Scott, you're an inanimate object. D says, haven't seen them before and annoyingly couldn't find them on either netflix or disney plus so the only memory i have of them is when charlie sheen uses a chicken as an arrow i believe in hot shots part and dead. yeah because the first one's a parody of top gun sequence a parody of rambo two and three right uh dano first bud says curious your thoughts on son of rambo if you've seen it young will polter and the only rambo film i've seen very cute what is the deal with son of rambo yeah so it's like rambo with a w at the end of it yeah it's inspired by first blood apparently in what um, way because it looks it's, like uh, a coming of age story about two boys two schoolboys in their attempt to make an amateur film inspired by first blood ah uh, okay all right uh, and lara last blood says in mortal Kombat 11 rambo the t-800 from terminator dark fate and robocop are dlc characters is this the biggest crossover of franchises covered on the pod uh maybe it could be i don't have all the crossovers written in front of me but um well, uh, uh, yeah, because I was gonna say, uh, Dead by Daylight has Ash. That's prob that probably beats it. There, De- yeah. Dead by Daylight has Ash, uh, Ghostface, and on. Oh, yeah, no, um, yeah, De- yeah. Just Dead by Daylight. Vincent and I have played Dead by Daylight dozens of times. <laughs> it's got <laughs> Ash from Evil Dead. It's got Freddy from Nightmare on Elm Street. It's got Michael Myers from Halloween. Mm. Ghostface from Scream, and um. Uh, Leatherface from Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Very nice. There you go. Is he? Yeah, he is. Meeting adjourned. Adjourned. Theme song pending. So, continue the franchise. Hmm. Uh, there is uh, a few continuations of the franchise. Um, funnily enough, there's a Far Cry 6 uh, is getting some DLC that's a crossover with Rambo. It comes out next month. Um, so, I'll probably play that because I bought the season pass. Interesting. There was an animated series called Rambo, the Force of Freedom, uh, which was a, <laughs> f- a five episode. 
uh, miniseries, which then got made into like a, a weekly cartoon. Inappropriate. Yeah, for like for being a very like yeah, there's, there's there's a lot of toys and, and stuff. Isn't that the most like American capitalist thing yeah. ever to have a movie about like the the crushing weight of being a war vet, and now you can buy him as an action figure. Yeah. The uh, Millennium Head Jeffrey Greenstein, whew, that was a close one, um, said uh, in November, he said they're officially actively developing a Rambo TV series. Stallone wants to do a prequel um, about before he was in Nam, and it's like he was the he was just the perfect guy and the war ruined him. Oh, sounds so compelling. And yeah, yeah, just- like, like his Rocky <laughs> prequel as well. <laughs> it's just it's just rambo like going to the malt shop and <laughs> mm. wanting to go steady um yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, he said that he would do a sixth film if the fifth one did well which it hasn't so i presume we won't um but it was gonna be he, he takes refuge he in an indian died. reservation he doesn't die he oh, yeah oh, it looks like he does takes a, a re- indian reservation yeah so <laughs> we've come for all of the other indigenous people <laughs> now this is the tagline he's killed all the other indigenous people of other countries now he's killing his own <laughs> um the, there's a bollywood remake but this is one of those ones that's like unclear if it actually came out it's supposed to come out in 2020 um mm-hmm. but the the guy that signed on to play rambo has been like signed on to do remakes of all five films weird which isn't like are you not going to make some of them for 40 years <laughs> uh mentioned hot shots but dear uh one of the kind of most interesting the franchises um is that so quentin tarantino has been you know going around a lot and talking about his potential 10th film he hasn't Talk, announced talking shit <laughs> talking shit getting hit um that yeah he's been talking about uh what he's gonna do for his 10th film and because you know he's, he's there's there's a lot riding on him because he said he's only gonna do 10 films and all this stuff and um yeah he said he talked about doing a remake of Reservoir Dogs. So, like, his 10th film was a remake of his first film and all this stuff. Um, and because he said that now that he's like, maybe I won't even make 10 because he sees Once Upon a Time in Hollywood as kind of being like a mic drop. Uh, but one thing that he has said that he's like, well, if I want to just ensure that for my last film, I make just a good film, uh, I could do, He's he wants to do, or he's thought about doing um, an adaptation of the First Blood novel. Um, which is wow. truer to the novel, uh, and he would cast Adam Driver as Rambo. Wow, his very uh, our very own um, continue the franchise mm. regular, always cast in my movies. Um, uh, great, um, but yeah, interesting that interesting. Um, he, yeah he said that you know he probably won't, but you know maybe that's the perfect last film. Um, mm. uh, what's your continue surely the franchise? you can't you can't just make a first blood remake? Well, yeah, you get the rights to the book and everything. It's yeah. Uh, yeah. The, the idea that would be you'd keep him the bloodthirsty, you know, very Tarantino yeah. character. Mm. My continue the franchise is very simple. I think uh, we are overdue for a um, Vietnam War movie where people, like Vietnam soldiers are the protagonists, you know, and it's not really related to Rambo. I was and thinking, it's called like, Vietnamese could- Rambo. <laughs> you could have Rambo show up and be like framed in the film as the villain, maybe. I don't know. I just like after watching Defy. And he's like Bloods, digitally de-aged as well. <laughs> after watching Defy Bloods, it's clear like that America are just so bad at like truly, truly critiquing themselves on the Vietnam War. I'd, mm. I'd say things like Apocalypse Now, I haven't actually seen, but I've heard does an alright job, and and Platoon, which we watched for the Cop Option Movie Club. Mm. Um that also does but like or at the same time it's always like americans leading these things and it's like 
what about the Vietnamese who just were just hanging out and American soldiers like infiltrated their country, you know? So I guess that's what I'm asking for is, is just, yeah, that. Yeah, nice. Um, my continue the franchise, uh, there's a couple ideas. Uh, one is a Rocky Rambo crossover. <laughs> Don't know how you'd get Rambo into they the ring. They look the same <laughs> yeah. as well. And this is never mentioned. Uh, another idea is... Um, uh, the Battle of the Johns. So you have oh. uh, John Wick, John McClane, John Rambo, uh, John Connor, Johnny Storm, mm. John Spartan from Demolition Man, also played by Sylvester Stallone. John Constantine, also played yeah. by... John Coffey yeah, from The Green Mile. <laughs> John Hammond. <laughs> Johnny Appleseed. <laughs> uh, Jigsaw, John Kramer. Um, uh, yep. Yeah, um, John Shaft from Shaft. Mm. Um, yeah, and they just they just duke it out, and I actually think Rambo would stand quite a good chance because he, mm. you know, would bide his time, wait in the shadows, because John Wick's John Wick's probably going to be the last one standing, but then oh, Rambo set a trap. I do want to talk about John Wick because we um, <laughs> we you? talked we talked uh, you know we're obviously still arguably in Keanu New Year where mm. we watched two Keanu Reeves film franchises back to back at the start of 2022 um and we were joking like oh what if we get John Wick next we didn't and we got Rambo but the thing is is like the first one John Rambo is is talked about with the, the exact same reverence as John Wick so in a way maybe we are continuing Kian New Year with like what's probably a very clear influence on John Wick mm. as a series all right uh that is continue the franchise um theme song pending we've now got a segment uh pending oh, for a long time that mm. one um called Ranked at Franchise, where I've on Letterboxd, letterboxd.com slash cultpopshire slash list slash FFF hyphen ranking slash edit. Wait, wait a minute. That's not for you guys to see. <laughs> Don't. Now people are going to go edit it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so uh, we we rank that against uh, all the other ones. So I've got I've added First Blood here. Do you think this is above or below the Nymphomania Constant? I think it might be just below the Nymphomania Constant. Is it better Constant? than... Uh, 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 Pierce Brosnan Bond. No. Is it better than Pirates of the Caribbean? No, I don't think so. Is it better than The Mummy, The Brenner Fraser? No. Is it better I don't than Twilight? So. Um, this is where I'm stopping. So, what do you think? Is it better than Fear Street? It's definitely better than Fear Street, I think. It's definitely better than Fear Street. Is it better than Twilight? <laughs> Twilight has Charlie Swan, so I'm putting it below Twilight. Uh, it's at 72. I think that's maybe one of the most apt places we've ranked a franchise in a long time. Mm. <laughs> I feel like genuine thought went into that one. Yeah, yeah. Um, so that uh, yeah, comes in at number 72, um, several mm-hmm. places below his other franchise, 69 places below his other franchise, actually, uh, which is Rocky, mm. which is at number three. Um, the fact that they're even compared is ridiculous. Mm. Like there are there, the, are, there are people there out are, there that prefer Rambo. How does that like how gross is that? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, gross. <laughs> that's actually that's actually fucking gross. Um <laughs> so do you wanna uh wrap up the podcast while I pull up the Patreon? 
Yeah, sure thing. So we're gonna we're gonna find out what our next franchise is. But before we do that, I would like just like to say that if you have enjoyed this episode, please consider supporting us at all the different places you can support us. You can follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Cult Popshire. Uh, you can subscribe to the various Cult Popshire YouTube channels. There's one for videos. There's one for the podcast. Oh, uh, and yeah, they're two separate channels. Um, you can also um, join our Discord, which there is a link to in the show notes. And also, please, please, please um if you would be so inclined support us on patreon we got our 84th patron today which is <laughs> awesome um and unreal i can't believe 84 people uh, give us money to make this silly little show so if you have enjoyed this uh get on that you could do all sorts of things like um be involved in the cult elders segment you heard before you get two extra podcasts a month as well one where we revisit an old franchise and, and explore like an extra piece of media from it and one where we uh watch and review a movie chosen yeah. by patrons we just and did course- an episode on the new scream film which i think was a mm. good time um mm-hmm. so check that out if you've seen new scream and of course for only a dollar on our patreon you get to vote and suggest and vote for which friend every second franchise we cover on the show and that's what we're going to do now and richard this was tight this was a hot Mm. hot race as 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 steamy as the two winning or the two leading um options because of course the next time we record um a film franchise Fortnite's episode it will be approximately around well the episode comes out on valentine's day it comes out on valentine's day and so we asked our patrons to suggest some um romantic franchises but we also said that's open for interpretation so we got all sorts of non you know non-traditionally romantic franchises suggested but it came down to two and uh i i don't know what the result is currently Mm. but i know that um yeah, it's actually you, you, you it's, it's it. narrowed while we've been recording as well. Wow, um, there's only one vote in it. Um, wow. But yeah, so we we put we put it out being saying, hey, let's do uh, romance um, franchises um, and a little peek behind the curtain. I knew full well that there's one specific mm-hmm. romance franchise, and it's exactly the one I wanted to cover. So mm. you fell right into my trap. Um, well, imagine if, <laughs> I if, if this, this I wouldn't have se- I wouldn't have said that if I. Um, <laughs> um, but so anyway, it was it was a tightly fought race between and and so uh, the before trilogy, which before sunrise, before sunset, before midnight, um, took a very early lead, a commanding lead, what one an insurmountable lead, mm. um, and then uh, later on in the week, and normally you know uh, commenting. A day later is a, is a death knell, um, mm. but uh, someone jokingly good, suggested good word. what death death knell. <laughs> I don't think I've heard that said aloud before. <laughs> um, uh, Mike Noyes suggested Fifty Shades of Grey, and boy howdy did uh, people get behind that. Um, and, and frankly, from a content creator perspective, yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah. I mean, I, sure honestly, thanks. as as much of one of these is probably the best franchise ever made um i won't say which one um i actually didn't care who won honestly um but uh yeah the the with only one vote in it um the before trilogy has won has taken this out it was there was more than one vote in it when we started recording i had a look and but someone's Mm. someone's voted for uh 50 shades in between um there was also someone said seconding the before trilogy which has five likes so 
I guess it yeah, won by the same. I, yeah, I know. Same. We can't tell, which is annoying when people people comment seconding this or like explaining why. Um, just do it as a reply to the initial comment. Um, uh, anyway, yeah. So next uh, next one, I will be covering the before sunrise, before sunset, and before midnight, which is actually, I believe, the uh, penultimate episode of the season, um, mm. as a plan currently stands. So we'll be covering the before trilogy, and then we'll be doing uh, a randomly chosen. But probably not very long franchise um, because our, while we can get the episode out, our time to record will actually be less than a fortnight. So, um, uh, yeah, and then we'll be on a break for a little bit. So you'll get a few other little things in between. Um, but yeah, I'm excited to do the uh, that that trilogy. Dimitri's just writing right now in the Cult Elders. Um, so just to to let him have his moment of the sun i'm going to let him um i'm oh, just gonna take dimitri uh recording now hurry up <laughs> <laughs> uh wrapping up the air. um we will say your thoughts if you <laughs> get them in asap <laughs> i didn't what actually add at Dimitri. <laughs> All right. Um, oh, yeah. Is there anything else you want to say? I mean, um, what? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> there was a brief pause and then Dimitri is talking. <laughs> yeah. I imagine frantically. <laughs> Shall I give him a countdown? Ten. <laughs> nine. Eight. Seven. <laughs> six. Oh, okay. no, here he goes. Uh, Dimitri, okay. so Dimitri, um, Cold Elders, meeting unadjourned. Whoa! Um, What's uh, it called? Theme song when- pending. Um, <laughs> What's it called when a meeting is put put back in... Is there a word for that? Um, <laughs> I've, I've stalled for time. Yeah, successfully. So, yeah, Dimitri says, Okay, my thoughts are I was surprised how nuanced the first one was and the rest should have been Rambo going around helping random people. Um... Yeah, More I think like Rambum people. <laughs> Soldier of Fortune style. I think that Yeah, there there is there is something to be said. Like the as much as we talk about the sixth film not not being Rambo, this isn't my Rambo. Hashtag not my Rambo twenty twenty two. But I uh, like that should have been Rambo. Like it would it would have been cool if it is he takes mercy on someone and helps one person, you know? Mm. Yeah. Well, anyway, Dimitri, you got your thoughts on meeting adjourned. Podcast adjourned. Wow, thank you. Stay tuned for the post credit scene, which will come at you after this music ends. Welcome along, everybody, to the post credit scene. This is a segment where at the end of each episode, if you donate to our $5 or more tier tears over on patreon.com slash cold pop show you get to give us something to talk about and this the post credit scene richard who's it from and what is it well uh michael devos sent us um uh, a post credit scene but i'm actually going to keep it for next week because it's to do with romance um so i think oh. that would be a little bit fun so uh michael you get your name said on two episodes in a row there you go <laughs> uh but being close asked us is there a movie that just hit you at the right time i.e was super relevant to you when you watched it um yeah i think um one that uh i can do you know on either side of the scale uh marriage story 
hit me very hard when I watched that. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess mood I was in, etc. Um, and then uh, in terms of the other side of the scale, I would say the, the movies I use as examples, and in fact, I used them uh, last week, uh, is uh, like Million Ways to Die in the West and Zoolander 2 are like two, <laughs> two terrible movies that I was in the mood to laugh. And I remember going to in A Million Ways to Die in the West with my girlfriend at the time. And we sort of sat down and I, and I said, you know, I said, let's just let's. No matter what, let's meet the movie on its terms. And I said, whatever the first, like, anytime you see a joke in the movie, just let's just laugh at it and then trick our bodies into finding it funny. I had a blast at Million Ways to Die in the West. Bad movie. (laughs) But, uh, but it hit me at the right time, as Ben Close would Mm. say. Um, I think that, uh, as evidenced by a lot of my work in the previous year, um, I think I might be like one of the world's leading fans of Borat too. Mm. Um, I think I like I rate rank that as like my number one movie of the year in 2020, and it just it just really like moved me in a way maybe more than it was intending <laughs> to, and like inspired me to write I think what is one of the best video essays I've done. Um, so yeah, that'd be <laughs> my answer. Would mm. be Borat too. <laughs> yeah. Um. I hope he doesn't mind me saying this. Uh, Vincent's just DM'd me <laughs> to say that he feels real stupid for forgetting about Dead by Daylight. <laughs> yeah. uh, there you go. Nothing is sacred. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. 